ComC.com is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all of the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 23 million cards across all major eras and genres. With a ComC.com account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace to try and flip. To continue serving collectors as our hobby grows, ComC is actively hiring for a range of different roles. Learn more and apply online at comc.com jobs. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. It was release week for Topps 2021 Series 1, and that always reminds me of one of my favorite ways to approach the hobby, and that is set collecting. And so while, yes, I will be putting together a set of tops 2021 and i ordered a couple boxes directly from tops.com they had them for 80 dollars a box which is about just under or just over half of what they're selling for on blowout and some of the other big uh, retailers which is about um, three times more than they probably should be selling for but regardless i was able to pick up a couple boxes i will be putting together that set but that is not what i am going to break down today i am going to talk about set collecting but i'm going to be talking about it from a little bit of a different angle and that different angle is building a set of epac hockey cards that i purchased on comc the entire set was purchased and built via cards on ComC that were originally sold by Upper Deck via EPAC. A little bit of a different take that a lot of people haven't maybe considered, especially if you're a hockey fan or a Goodwin Champions fan, especially if you like parallels or some of the relic type cards that might be an option to consider. And so I wanted to do something a little bit different and this was an approach that I came up with. And so that's what I'm gonna kind of break down today. It's actually an extension of a guest blog that I did for the ComC um, blog. And so I wanted to, to go ahead and leverage that work that I did for that blog and turn it into a podcast episode because I think some of you, the listeners, may enjoy hearing something a little bit different. So I wanted to leverage that blog that I did with ComC. And so today we're going to talk about set building via Upper Deck EPAC cards purchased on ComC. It's kind of a mouthful. Before I get into the blog, though, I want to again highlight Underdog Events and Collectibles. They're an online shop run by collectors for collectors, and they break new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. And they also have a very vibrant Facebook and YouTube community. The community on Facebook it has a lot of opportunity to ask questions, to participate, engage with other people. YouTube's a great platform for watching their breaks live after you've bought in directly at udogcollect.com. And so just wanted to call them out. Check out udogcollect.com if you want to get in on some affordable breaks and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. All right, so the Upper Deck EPAC program has proven to be a successful integration between both manufacturer and marketplace. And over these first few years, I've primarily taken advantage of the opportunity just to flip those cards directly on ComC. 
I usually use that flipping to generate store credit, which allows me to fund my true passion, set building. As I was browsing the Comp C listings last fall, I realized that even with all the EPAC cards I was buying and selling, I'd never really attempted to build a full upper deck set via EPAC. And this led to the idea that I'm going to talk about today. I decided I would choose a set that was released on EPAC and then attempt to build that set entirely by buying cards on ComC. Well, first I needed to pick a set, and I wanted it to be attainable, which means that it couldn't be too big or too expensive. I also wanted it to be fully available via EPAC. And this meant that I couldn't pick something like Upper Deck Series 1 or Series 2 Hockey, or even Goodwin as the base set, because a good portion of those base cards from the sets are only available in parallel version. The true base cards aren't available in physical form, like the insert cards or some of the the bigger hits like Young Guns. I also wanted to try and build a style of set that I'd never really done before. And so after considering all of those things, I landed on the uh, 2019-20 Upper Deck Series 2 Rookie Materials Relic Set. Now this is a 40 card set and includes a player worn swatch of some of the biggest NHL rookies of the 2019-2020 season. And one of the things that I love about hockey memorabilia cards is the variety of colors in the embedded material. They aren't just all plain white jerseys like we sometimes see with some of the other sports. In fact, of the s- only 7 of the 40 cards that I purchased as part of this included white jersey swatches. All of the rest had some other variety of color, which is really cool. Now the base rookie material cards are not numbered, but they do have varying levels of scarcity. And the odds of the the different scarcity tiers range from 1 in 98 packs up to the rarest cards falling only 1 in every 333 packs. I assume this would create a bit of a challenge for obtaining some of those cards. And since the set is numbered using player initials versus numbers, I decided to go ahead and make a checklist on Excel, and I'd use that to track my progress as I I went along the way. Well, I started the process by searching for the set and sorting to display the lowest priced cards first. And I was pretty happy when I saw that the initial prices for the, the cheapest cards of this set were starting at around 60 cents each. That's pretty affordable for a relic card. I started at the top and began to examine the available inventory for each card. And as I dug through the listings, there were a few things I was looking for. I wanted to find a variety of swatch colors, like I mentioned before, and ideally I wanted to find the cards at the lowest price possible. But that brings me to something else that often gets overlooked. Whenever you're considering purchasing on ComC, you should determine if the seller accepts offers. There's many times where even though a seller's original asking price isn't the lowest on the site, it becomes the lowest after they accept an offer. Sellers are more likely to give you a discount if you're buying multiple items from them, so trying to bundle multiple cards from the same buyer was another priority for me. Over the next several days, I was able to end up purchasing 37 of the 40 cards from this set for a total of 24 different sellers. Now, side note, can you imagine the cost of shipping if I had to buy these cards from 24 different individuals on eBay? Well, the total price was $72.37. However, I was able to make offers to seven of those sellers and ended up getting a small discount of around $4 or about 5%. 
I was hoping for a little bit of a bigger discount, but with it being a fairly new release and some of those cards having a limited inventory due to the scarcity uh, tiers that I talked about, it wasn't completely surprising that there wasn't as big of offer discounts available for these. The average price for the first 37 cards was about $1.85 per card. Now there were three cards that proved to be pretty elusive in my initial search. And Capo Caco and Quinn Hughes uh, were a couple of those cards. They, there was one other one um, that I can't remember the name off the top, but there was three total cards that fell in the one in 333 pack scarcity tier, and they were a little hard. There, there were none available at all on Comp C. And this brings me actually to another little hint, tip, trick, whatever you want to call it. And that is when you're looking for a card on Comp C, how do you get notified that that card becomes available? ComC doesn't offer this functionality directly on the site, and so you've got to get a little bit creative if you want to get notified when the card you're looking for hits the ComC marketplace. And the way that we do that is through eBay, because eBay does have a notification functionality, and since every card on ComC gets cross-listed on eBay, you can use that eBay notification tool to get notified. So I went ahead and did that. I set up alerts for those three remaining cards, and each time one got listed on eBay, I got a notification. From that point, it was pretty easy to then look at those listings and see if they were a ComC listing or just a listing from another random seller. It took a couple months, but I was finally able to acquire those three remaining cards using this method. The Adam uh, Bo Boquist, I probably mispronounced his name, that card cost me $3.50. I paid $15 for the Quinn Hughes card, and the Caco was the final card, and it set me back $12.99. Now, the final cost for the full set of 40 rookie relic cards was just shy of $100. Since I operate in advanced reseller mode, I'll need to add an additional 25 cents when I have them shipped home. So my final delivered cost will be somewhere close to $115. This provided to be a fun, challenging, but attainable build. And I feel it was a great use of my ComC store credit. I think you'd be hard pressed to build this set anywhere else for less than I did here on ComC. If you enjoy set building, I want to challenge you to find an EPAC set of your own to chase. There's a variety of insert sets and other autograph or relic sets that are available on the site, or even parallel sets if they're your thing. There's some really awesome Opeachy Platinum parallel sets that you could put together. Check it out. Regardless of which you pick, I think you're going to have fun along the way. I enjoyed it. I, like I said before, I had never put together a complete relic set. I love the colors that are a part of this. And while I haven't had them shipped home yet, I, I can't wait to finally get them shipped home and see them put together in a, in a binder. And so I would encourage you to check it out. Leverage ComC and the EPAC program to get some affordable and attainable, uh, pretty cool sets. I think you might have fun along the way.
And before we go, I just want to call out a few of the posts that I've published recently at waxpackhero.com that some of you may enjoy checking out. The most recent one was the 1951 Tops by Blake Jameson review. I've got the full 52 card checklist label, uh, listed out. I've got a video showing me unboxing the Wave 1 box that I that I opened up and it showed one of the parallels that I actually hit. So check out the 1951 Tops by Blake Jameson article. I also created a Tops WWE Living Set page where I will continue to put a photo checklist updated with print runs as that set progresses, a little bit of analysis, and as we start to see some resale values, secondary market pricing values, and those types of things, I'm gonna continue to include some analysis of what the Topps WWE living set is developing into. And so that was a recent post, as well as what we talked about last time, the Topps game within the game post will continue to be updated with print runs. The Acuna print run just came out and it sold over 5,000 copies. And so now we have back-to-back cards with Trout and Acuna that have been the highest two print run cards for the set. And the resale values on those continues to kind of hold hold around the the list price and so people who bought with a volume discount are able to still make a little bit of money but new collectors or people just wanting to pick up singles are still able to get that at a fairly affordable rate uh, even after the purchase window closes and so check out the 51 tops article the wwe living set article and the game within a game article i think you might enjoy them regardless of what you check out let me know what you think i'd love to hear your feedback send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com leave me a rating and review on your podcast app of choice and that is all i have for you today so until next time keep on collecting